Welcome to the Deep Rooted Podcast. We are your hosts, uh, Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson. We're so glad to be joining you today. But before we jump in, uh, we want to encourage you to share whatever platform you are listening to this on or watching this on. Um, share it. Uh, that lets as many people know that, hey, this podcast is out there. Uh, rate and review on podcasts. It's uh, on Apple Podcasts. So important that you do that. So I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, so we're going to jump in to our topic today. Yeah, so today's title is Leading Yourself So That You Can Lead Others. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this. Um, I, I love studying leadership. Uh, you love studying leadership. Oh, um, yeah. You know, really, I fell in love with you over some Zig Ziglar um, <laughs> That is <laughs> sort of true. <laughs> Would but, you hey, like to show um, us uh, your Zig Ziglar? No, I'm not going to. Maybe at a later podcast. No, I feel, I, like, I feel like the family needs this. Okay, you know, I'm going to do this, but only because I love you as the family. <laughs> so if you knew it was Zig Ziglar, he's a leadership guru, and here's what I remember, and here's how Rochelle fell in love with me. <laughs> somebody, somebody may come to me and say, Zig, how did you lose that 37 pounds? And I tell them, one, one pound, pound at a time. At a time. <laughs> And we did not rehearse any of that. I also I, remember the Automobile University. <laughs> okay. Sharon has been a leader for 25 years through Automobile University. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, we're done. Hey, if you want me to go, I can I continue. feel like he could do this all day long, but you used to listen to tapes. Uh, CDs. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Just a step up. <laughs> CDs of... Um, Leadership. Leadership. And so yes. uh, I remember us talking about that. So that's kind of been a passion of ours, even before we were even dating, talking about that uh, when we were friends. We still are friends, but when we were only <laughs> we friends. Were. <laughs> and uh, anyways, get back on track. So uh, leading yourself so that you can lead others. Uh, it's a core conviction that I have personally that you can't really lead others, truly, unless you are able uh, to be led by the Holy Spirit, but also that you lead yourself in becoming more like Christ. And can I just say, as we get started, that this, what we're going to talk about today, I would say is so transformational for people, um, if you would allow it. Yeah, it, I, it I would really, say it's, it's a real big choice. It, it, it confronts us in our some of our tendencies, and if we can get this right if we can do this wow i really think it's empowering to people's when i say leadership i think we mean every uh, parenting i mean any area where you have leadership any over type somebody. of influence because leadership of influence. is influence and so anytime you have influence yeah. over somebody so if you are a follower of christ you are a leader because you're procla proclaiming yeah. the name of jesus and you're telling other people look at who Jesus is through me. Yes. I mean, you're, you're, you may be the Bible that they read. Mm, that's and good. so um, that's really important. So a couple of weeks ago, or actually just a few days ago, I uh, taught a workshop at our um, Kentucky Ministry Network uh, for Women, their conference. And the title was Leading Women. So I was really praying, okay, God, you know, I could talk about the different women's ministry things or some, some things that I've done or ideas that I've had. And I did talk about some practicals, but I really started out with this core conviction. I felt like the Lord was wanting me to share it. And I want to share it a little bit with you. Um, just really um, four things. We don't have time to go. I mean, it was an hour workshop. And so this, this is, is gonna not going to be an hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to share a few of the things 
um, really, and we could go a whole lot deeper mm-hmm. in it, but here's some surface, some get your get your teeth chomping. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Wet your appetite. <laughs> how many more? How many more metaphors can we come up with? <laughs> well, you said dive in like several times. <laughs> So we're swimming or eating, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) It's hot out. Okay. Uh, So uh, really by looking at the life of Moses, Mm. but really anybody that God deals with in the scriptures, I feel like he has a pattern. And I think it's a pattern that he uses with Moses, but I think it's a pattern that he uses with you and I. And so the first thing is that he calls us. God called Moses out of the life he was living to something different. And that's what God does for each follower of Christ. Mm -hmm. And you have, whether you feel called to, you know, missions or or pastoral ministry, that's not really what I'm talking about. That's more a a unique, I'm talking about like an overarching calling. And Matthew 28 tells us what that is. When Jesus said, uh, here's the great commission. I'm commissioning you to go and tell other people about me, to baptize them and teach them. Train them day mm-hmm. after day after day. <laughs> yeah. Train them in the way to live. And that's our calling. So every, I, I feel like that's a pattern. God calls us. But I want to hit the second one. Hmm. I mean, the calling is important and we have to go back to it a lot. Yeah, I think come back to that in those moments. You know, we talked last week about discouragement. <laughs> Got to go back to that call when, when God called us. Like yeah, you said, find you called each there. and every one yes. of us. But that's, and that's huge. Yeah, yeah and I, I don't want to just skip over it because it, it's so huge. But you, you will have to go back to it. But I really want to hit number two because mm-hmm. I think this one is... Where it can get um, tough. <laughs> a hairy. Yeah, it gets yeah. a little hairy. I mean, like, we're like, great, I'm called. Woo. Amen. Okay, but number two, I believe that God not only just calls you, but then he confronts you. Mm. And that may feel um, like, ooh, theologically, how do, how do I feel about that? Uh, I believe every person has the opportunity to be confronted by God. But I don't believe every leader gives God access to their soul to work through that confrontation. That is, that's good. And so it really becomes a choice. Um, You know, I think about Moses. Moses was confronted on the backside of the desert for 40 Mm -hmm. years in solitude. Um, You know, I think about how he, I mean, it really had to confront with who he was. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about the identity crisis that most, I mean, am I a Hebrew? Am I, am I an Egyptian? Am I a murderer? Uh, Who am I? You know, am I a shepherd? You know, okay, God's calling me to to be a deliverer. Am I that? Can, you know, who am I? And I think that that confrontation of your identity is what God wants to do in each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. If we will allow him. And I just don't know that we allow him access to our souls like that because it's going to be a little bit painful. It always, whenever we have the encounter, uh, whenever, you know, we, we have that, it, it is painful. Romans 12, 2, what does Paul say? Mm-hmm. It's like living sacrifices. Yes, to be a living sacrifice yes. is, is painful because God has to burn away what's not essential, burn away what's not, and then he has to cleanse us. Same thing happened with Moses. Yeah. Moses would have loved to stay in retirement in the desert. It was things might have been going decently well for him at that point. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, but God was calling him to something different, and he would not have been satisfied staying where he was. When God put his, puts a call on you, 
he is asking you to, to trust him in this adventure that's unknown. Yes. But it's going to take some confrontation. And I would submit to you, if you look at the life of Moses, that didn't just happen there in the desert. Mm -hmm. It happened over and over and over yes, again. exactly. And I would say that's the painful side of leadership when you're a mom, when you're a dad, when you're a pastor, when, whatever, wherever you lead in the workplace, if you want to be effective, there's going to be those moments of confrontation where God's saying, how it's been up to this point has worked. Yeah. And now I'm calling you to a higher place. And that's going to be a little bit more painful because we're going to be working on some things together, if yep. you'll allow me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the more you're willing to be confronted by God, the greater ways that God can use you. Absolutely. And it, does, Absolutely. it never really feels good at the moment. Remember John 15, Jesus talked about pruning. I think that could be a confrontation. But the more we're allow, uh, we allow God to do that in our lives, the the He can lift the lid on our life and our leadership yes. and our ministry and our effectiveness. And but we just have to be willing to be confronted. We have to be willing to see some things about ourselves that we look and we say, "Wow, I don't like." But isn't that the whole idea of repentance and God forming us? Well, and I think a lot of times we, um, I'll say me, because <laughs> I've been here. I continually pray for God to change my circumstances. And God is less concerned about my circumstances and he's more concerned about the person I'm becoming oh, wow. in the midst of the circumstances. That's and um, I have to recognize that. Rochelle has to recognize that. I, you know, Maybe you are in that boat too, that God uh, wants to do a deep work in you. Mm -hmm. And yes, he may or may not change the circumstances. But once you undergo that that formation, the circumstances really actually become less of an issue. Yeah. Um, not that I'm saying, oh, well, we should just relish in, you know, um, you know. But it, it it really becomes about a soul transformation. Unless you think that God has any um, sinister motives in this, mm. let me just remind you of what First John says, and I love this. God is light. In him, there is no darkness. Oh, yeah. And um, there is no part of God that is out to get you, out to punish Absolutely or to not. make, you know, you will pay. for No, no, no. He, it's because of the future he sees. I think about Moses. Mm -hmm. Why did Moses have to go through some of those difficult things? Because he had to be formed in order to go in front of Pharaoh and, oh, and, and declare the word of the Lord. Yes. And to not give up. Yep. And so that's what I want to go into number three. Um, yeah. Third point is, you know, God calls, he confronts, but he also equips. God is this. faithful yes. to equip you. If God has called you to it, he will equip you to do it. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do the equipping. There's nowhere <laughs> we're in scripture where we have to muster up the ideas exactly. or muster up the strength or no, we go and we get equipped by God. In one of the ways Paul tells us in Timothy, when he's talking to Timothy, uh, we are equipped through God's word that equips us for yes. every good work. So one way that you're equipped is just to be in God's word and God's going to equip you every day. When you go to God's word, he's going to equip you with Absolutely. exactly what you need for that day. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, that is partly, I don't want anybody to think, well, I don't have to do any work. God just does it. No, of course. Yeah. you got to spend time in his word, but it's him who does the equipping. Mm -hmm. But I also want to hit a point that seems like a Sunday school answer, um, but I think we've made things a little bit too complicated at times, mm -hmm. um, and that is prayer. Mm. You're equipped 
in prayer. Uh, I love when Moses says to, I think it's Exodus 33, uh, if your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going, God. <laughs> I, and he, I mean, I love that. I think that's a bold statement. And I think really what we see is that pattern of leadership with Moses yeah. is I'm going to go when I have a problem, <laughs> when I don't know what to do, yeah. I'm going to go spend time in God's presence. I'm going to pray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to spend time yeah. with God and then I will know what to do. I will be equipped for what the day will hold. If you if you study the life of Moses, he had a lot of opportunities to need to be equipped by God. I mean, wow, grumbling, yes. um, complaining, <laughs> lack of food, lack of water, um, you know, potential fights, yep. uh, all these kind of things. You, we can't even imagine leading millions, you know, and and, and all of that, of course. Mm-hmm. He had to be equipped by God. If your presence doesn't go with me, I'm not going. I just wonder how many problems we could avoid, unnecessary problems, problems that we don't have to go through, if we could just say that. <laughs> God, I'm not going yeah. unless you go with me. Because let me just tell you, God might lead you into the wilderness and all that. He's not going to lead us into sin. Never. <laughs> He's not going to lead okay, us never. into a decision yes. that we should not be making. And I wonder how many people... They, yes. they, are, they are receiving consequences from decisions that what they did is they got ahead of God and they went, God wasn't leading them. They, so I just wonder, I mean, it's really kind of a simple statement, but that was Moses' like mode that he lived by. God, if you're not going to go, I'm not what? going. I'm not going. I'm yes. staying put. Yes. And that's hard because sometimes we want to go. <laughs> yeah, and especially in spiritual leadership, we think we should be further ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I you, think you that might all always the time. Think I mean, that. I'm like, I don't. I think should well, be further yes. ahead than what I am now. And and and, and, yeah. and I, First of all, I feel like that could be a whole other podcast because yes. I think about God's timing. I think about exponential. You know, so we can't even go through wow. all of that. But we just have to know that God will equip us. But I want to hit this last point mm-hmm. because I think this is important in this pattern of leadership with the life of Moses is that God will sustain you. Yeah, he will. There are times when you will find yourself feeling worn out, weary. Um, I can't do it. Um, and you're right. You're right. You can't do it. Um, I'm right. Rochelle can't do it. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, staying connected to Jesus, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You can do it only through the power of, of God, only through his spirit. And that is that sustaining power. But I think many people forfeit that mm. through decisions. You know, we say, okay, I'm going to compromise here. Or I'm going to lose my ministry through sin. <laughs> I'm going to mm. lose my family through choosing sin over, so over holiness. Um, I'm, I'm going to fizzle. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing this now. Well, we're seeing people, the body of Christ is seeing this. People who I thought once were giants in the faith are fizzling mm. because they're not relying on that sustaining power of, of God. I think some people, they don't sustain because they burn bridges. Yep. You burn bridges. The body of Christ, you need one another. Don't burn bridges yes, through gossip and slander. I think that's yeah. so key. Think about what your relationships, you know, uh, you want relationships that you can always come back to. That when you come back and you see that person out your grocery shopping, you're not like, oh man, we're, you know. Oh, go to the produce. So we're, we it's, exactly. You, you, I want, I'll just be, I want relationships that I can always go back to and say, wow, it's, there's, there's no awkwardness. Yeah, you know, it's so awesome. We've served in uh, three different churches as staff pastors. Yeah. Um, one church as senior pastors, but three different as staff. 
And we love all of our pastors. Oh my goodness! If you're Every watching, y'all, we love you. Thank, uh, we thank love you, the by churches. The way, well. Yeah, <laughs> I said, yeah, lots of thank yous. Um, we love all the churches that we served at. Yeah. We love all the people. Uh, they're wonderful. In fact, our kids just went and visited one of the old churches that we served at and went to their vacation Bible school. And it was like a reunion. It was awesome. It was awesome. great. And so don't burn bridges. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say with the sustaining power, uh, the sustaining point of what God wants to do is sustain you, is that you have to recognize your limits. I love it that Moses recognized with a little bit of help. Yeah, from course. his father-in-law. Reg- 18, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, that's a you know, we could, we don't have time to go through all of that, but that he was beyond his limits hmm. and he was going to burn out. Limits are given by God. I think we rec- we think sometimes like, "Oh, I only have 24 hours in the day." That's actually a blessing. Yeah. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. The Sabbath is a blessing. Yeah. The tithe is a blessing. Oh. All of these limits where you, you don't have to go up to the very end. And that's a lot for me because I yeah. have a motto, go heavy or go home. So let's just. You know, so I'm like, let's go all out. And, and I'm learning this, that if I want to make it the long haul, yep. I have to accept limits. There's only so much I can give. There's only so many hours in the day that I can spend on X. It's only so much. Yeah. And once I've done what I feel is honoring to God and enough, then I need to accept that limit and, and just chill. Yeah. There's now, nothing. I'm not talking about being lazy. Oh, exactly. I'm talking about resting. Yeah. You don't sustain you. God sustains you. Uh, you you're never going to be able to work yourself ahead enough to then to get rest. You just need to get in God God's rhythm for your life. Yeah. You know, we've been in ministry uh, full time for about 18 years, mm-hmm. I think. Close to. Wow. Yeah. 17, 19, 18, somewhere in there. And... I think it's, anyways, I can't, I, I, it would grieve me to sit here and talk about all of our friends who are no longer in ministry. Some, you know, have Mm. gone through really rough times. Some are not married anymore to people. Um, you got to sustain. If you want to have a long lasting impact. And I see people who've been really hurt, Mm -hmm. real people, like real people by, you know, other people's decisions. If you're going to be a spiritual leader. And yep. I believe you are because yes. if you've been called, if you're saved, you've been called by God to be a speech leader. You need to sustain. Yeah. You need to let God help you to sustain so that your impact can be eternal, I think. One thing I love about this is you, we've, you've hit on it throughout, and that is that in every circumstance we find ourselves in, every place we find ourselves in, our job is not to figure out how others can change or the circumstance can change or this. Oh, but really, that's so much more fun. It is so much more fun. <laughs> we need to figure out how we can change. That's harder. That's harder. It is. The, it, that's really the only thing we have control over. Someone said this when I first wanted to be a leader. I lo- I've, I've been studying leadership forever. I was in maybe junior high or, or high school, and I went to a leadership conference that our youth pastor took us to, and the guy stood up there and said, do you want to be a leader? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm writing down my notes. He said, then you need to make your bed every day. And, I'm, and I thought back to my home. And I'm like, whoa, I don't think I did that. And his point was this. You take care of what you need to take care of. You be disciplined in these mundane yeah. areas of your the life. Things, Basically, yes. you lead yourself well. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to lead others well. If I can't lead myself well... I can't lead. I, I, I disqualify myself. 
And that's what God was working on with Moses. Yeah, I think that's a great way to tie it back to the beginning with Moses. Think about the impact that mm-hmm. Moses has had. I mean, he's still, I mean, I'm studying the life of Moses years and years and years beyond him walking this earth. And I think that for you, yeah, I think that for me, we have the opportunity, if we will allow God to take us through this process over and over and over again, think about the impact that you can have when you when you submit to God and you learn yep. to lead yourself you can, the, leading others the the limits are are, are just i mean the, the possibilities are limitless yeah. that's what i think you could just have an incredible opportunity i think about what could allowing God access to your soul be for your family for your ministry for your job i say that to myself because i'm continually going through this yes. process I speak from experience mm-hmm. that I've been through this process and I know God is continually taking me through it. And I don't want, I don't want to miss out on anything God has for me. So. And if we, if we do this well, there's going to be no circumstance that can take you out because yep. every circumstance, God's going to do something through it, it through it yep. if we lead ourselves. So, hey, so glad you could join us today. Lead yourself well. We're praying for you. We're cheering you on. Um, we're praying for you. We love you. Have a great week. We will see you next time.